Hey everyone, it's Father Pat, here today to offer you my reflections on the scripture readings for today. Our readings today are from Thursday of the 20th week in Ordinary Time. A reading from the book of the prophet Ezekiel. Thus says the Lord, I will prove the holiness of my great name, profaned among the nations, in whose midst you have profaned it. Thus the nations shall know that I am the Lord, says the Lord God, when in their sight I prove my holiness through you. For I will take you away from among the nations, gathering you from all the foreign lands, and bring you back to your own land. I will sprinkle clean water upon you to cleanse you from all your impurities, and from all your idols I will cleanse you. I will give you a new heart and place a new spirit within you, taking from your bodies your stony hearts and giving you natural hearts. I will put my spirit within you and make you live by my statutes, careful to observe my decrees. You shall live in the land I gave your ancestors. You shall be my people, and I will be your God. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our response. I will pour clean water on you and wash away all your sins. I will pour clean water on you and wash away all your sins. A clean heart create for me, O God, and a steadfast spirit renew within me. Cast me not out from your presence, and your Holy Spirit take not from me. I will pour clean water on you and wash away all your sins. Give me back the joy of your salvation, and a willing spirit sustain in me. I will teach transgressors your ways, and sinners shall return to you. I will pour clean water on you and wash away all your sins. For you are not pleased with sacrifices. Should I offer a burnt offering, you would not accept it. My sacrifice, O God, is a contrite spirit. A heart contrite and humbled, O God, you will not spurn. I will pour clean water on you and wash away all your sins. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus again, in reply, spoke to the chief priests and the elders of the people in parables, saying, The kingdom of heaven may be likened to a king who gave a wedding feast for his son. He dispatched his servants to summon the invited guests to the feast, but they refused to come. A second time he sent other servants, saying, Tell those invited, Behold, I have prepared my banquet. My calves and fattened cattle are killed, and everything is ready. Come to the feast. Some ignored the invitation and went away, one to his farm, another to his business. The rest laid hold of his servants, mistreated them, and killed them. The king was enraged and sent his troops, destroyed those murderers, and burned their city. Then the king said to his servants, The feast is ready, but those who were invited were not worthy to come. Go out, therefore, into the main roads and invite to the feast whomever you find. The servants went out into the streets and gathered all they found bad and good alike, and the hall was filled with guests. But when the king came in to meet the guests, he saw a man there, not dressed, in a wedding garment. He said to him, My friend, how is it that you came in here without a wedding garment? But he was reduced to silence. Then the king said to his attendants, Bind his hands and feet and cast him into the darkness outside, where there will be wailing and grinding of teeth. Many are invited, but few are chosen. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. I have a very selective sense of sight. I only see things that I intend to see and block everything else out. For example, I could say to you, do you know if there's a dry cleaner nearby? 
And it wouldn't surprise me if you responded, are you serious, you big dope? You've lived in this neighborhood for 20 years and you don't know that there's a dry cleaner only a block away? Are you blind? It's not that I'm blind, of course, thanks to my optometrist. It's just that if I didn't have a need for a dry cleaner, I could pass a dry cleaner 10 times a day and never see it. It's just one of the unflattering ways I should be included in some sort of scientific study. So that's mostly to say that I've heard or read today's gospel parable a bunch of times in my life, and I even did a research paper on it while I was was in seminary. And it never occurred to me until today that it can be read as an allegory for the Eucharistic banquet. It's taken me more than 55 years of my life to see it. It's kind of scary, really. It's safe to say that this parable has something to say to us about the celebration of the Eucharist. There is a lot of debate currently over one aspect in particular of of the Eucharist. Who should be admitted or permitted to receive the Eucharist itself? While recent focus is generally on Catholic politicians who support legalized abortion, it's truly a, a, a much broader topic than that. What about divorced and remarried Catholics? What about non-Catholics who profess, even imperfectly, the true presence of Jesus in the sacred species? There's a lack of unanimity among bishops, priests, and laity. And since it's a pastoral issue rather than a doctrinal one, the debate probably continue until the second coming of Christ. True to form, for me at least, I'm not going to attempt to answer the question here. I'm not even going to share my opinion, because frankly, my opinion doesn't matter. The only thing that truly matters is what's right. And I'm not going to declare my opinion is right when there are so many others whose opinion is worthy of respect who would disagree with me. Instead, I'm going to ask you to consider the following points from the parable to challenge your own opinion on the question. Let me say it again. I want you to seriously consider the very real possibility that you don't know the right answer, that you may be wrong in whole or in part. So these are the points I want you to consider. The king's greatest anger is directed at those who are invited but refuse to come. They're treated more harshly than the guest that's not dressed properly. The only ones the king specifically declares unworthy are those who refuse the invitation. But the fact remains that there are some who are unworthy. The king orders his servants to go out and bring anyone they find to the feast, and the servants bring good and bad. Even though the good and bad are admitted, the king does does send somebody away. Not everyone is allowed to remain at the table. However, it is the king who makes that decision, not the servants. There's something in there to challenge everyone. Don't focus on the pointer points that favor your position. Focus instead on the pointer points that make your position harder to maintain. I've learned over the years that if someone disagrees with me, especially someone I know to be a good person who sincerely wants to do what is right, I need to listen harder to what they have to say. I've also realized that I don't know how I will actually react in a situation until I actually am in that situation. It's easy to speak forcefully on an issue when You've never had to face it. In fact, that very thing happened to me just the other day. I hope I've given you something to wrestle with today. We all need a good workout to stay in shape. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Have a great day.